0: Enough is enough. That's how the city of Merritt is feeling after repeated and ongoing emergency room closures in their community. The Nicola Valley Hospital's ER in Merritt has been closed 14 times this year. Three of those closures just in the past month, and that was because of staffing shortages. So what are they going to do about it? Well, the mayor of Merritt, Michael Getz, says, you know what? think it's time for us to maybe withhold some money from the provincial government until we get the services that we are paying for. How's this going to work? Well, the mayor of Merritt, Michael Gets, joins us now to talk about that. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: Did you feel like you just reached a breaking point on this?
1: Well, it's not a breaking point. It's more of a moral obligation. I mean, um You simply shouldn't be expecting payment for things that you didn't deliver. I mean, as a community here, like with our pool or our civic center or arena, we sell monthly passes for events uh, and stuff like that, and um, you get your 31 days. But if there's something in the middle where we have to shut down for two days because something broke or didn't work, we automatically credit the person those two days or pay them back or put it onto their next monthly um, purchase of a pass. So it's just the normal thing to do. I don't think anybody should be expected to get full uh, reimbursement for uh, an item they did not pay or they did not give you.
0: Okay, so how are you going to do this? How's this going to work?
1: Well, every uh, year at the beginning of the year, and we've already paid for 2023, so we can't do anything for 2023. Coming into 2024, there is a calculated uh, amount of money that we send to the province for health care based on our rooftops and our taxpayers. And uh, that will be calculated over 365 days. And then we will simply just calculate what, 14 days or 15 days or 16 by the end of the year, whatever it might be, what that would look like. And that's what we'll hold back.
0: Okay. What what happens though? You use the, the pool analogy, the community facilities, but what if somebody said to the to the city of Merritt, Well, you didn't fill the potholes on my road or you didn't do what I wanted you to and they decided to withhold their taxes?
1: Uh, you know you you haven't got a you haven't got a bad idea there uh, that that could happen the whole idea is that we try to get all of that done, et cetera like that but the uh, the whole problem is is not everybody drives on that road, whereas everybody uses the hospital in our community, so it should be open uh The whole idea is that I, you're already prepaying for something that's already open you don't prepay for potholes you pay you pay for potholes as they come up and you fix them um, so you know you can use that analogy if you so wish, but uh, uh not everybody drives on that same road all day long.
0: Okay, so you're going to do this for 2024. How has this impacted the community? I understand this has even put a strain on the firefighters.
1: Well, it does put uh, a That's the other thing that we're going to be doing as well, is what ends up happening is when our hospital does close down, almost immediately uh, our ambulances have to start transporting people from either to Kamloops or Kelowna, and that takes our ambulances out of the community because when somebody transports, like uh, the ambulance transports someone to Kamloops or Kelowna they have to stay with that patient until they're admitted into the hospital and sometimes that could take another two three four hours before that happens so what it ultimately falls to our fire department then to start answering um, uh, emergency calls which they're not trained for and which it's out of their scope so I've asked the fire chief to keep his eye on that and mark down when they are doing work uh, that they shouldn't be doing because the hospital's closed and the ambulances are gone and then we'll reimburse the uh, province for the the work that our EHS is doing or our fire department is doing as well, that's out of their scope because uh, they're really not trained for this. And it's putting a lot of strain. And We have an on-call fire department here. These people work all day long and then all of a sudden they're they're now being called away from their jobs to help with situations in the community that they're really not trained for.
0: Right. And I would imagine that. I mean, winter's coming. That's usually a bad time on the Coquihalla. You're the hospital right there at the end of the Coquihalla. Is there a lot of concern about that right now?
1: Well, there has been for almost two years. This is a concern. That's the one thing that I always bring up is the Coca House sets us apart from anybody else, uh, especially when the weather gets bad. Uh, I mean, we get 80,000 vehicles through here every single day. That has to be taken into consideration. The traveling public should always be Uh, in the back of their minds knowing that our hospital is open for them in case something does go wrong. And right now, we can't really have that, uh, offer that right now, the way things are going. So um, yeah, that is something that needs to be considered is the fact that the highway sets us apart.
0: So we've talked to you about this, I think, quite a few times over the last year or two, Mayor Getz. Has anything improved during that time, like even communication with Interior Health?
1: Yes, I have great communication with Interior Health. Uh, We've uh, decided um, we're going to do, be doing a subcommittee of council, which is all of council, um, the fire chief, the CAO, and a couple of other individuals, along with representatives from the IHA exec to meet uh, once or four times a year or whenever we need to, to start really nailing down what the problem is, what is you know doctor retention, nurse retention, what the issues are, what they're seeing, because right now we don't know what's going on in their end of the world, and, and we'd like to know more. So as a group of, um, that we meet four times a year, um, we'll be able to start nailing that down, but we do have a good relationship with i h uh, a We also have a good relationship with minister the ministers i mean we met with Minister Dix and the premier talked about this last week, and he he conceded that we were a priority and it's uh he you know he wants to see our hospital stay open so i I take him at his word on that and uh, I expect that 's what he really wants to have happen as a minister. I would imagine that 's exactly what he wants to have happen. So we'll have to try and all work together to try and make sure that that vision is uh, the vision that he has is the vision we end up with.
0: Okay, so how, how do you think it's going to get there? What, what do you think it would take to get there where this doesn't happen anymore?
1: Nurse retention. We only have 44% of our nurses uh, that are uh, um, able to go to work here. And So if you were on a team of 10 and you only have four and a half, it's pretty hard to make ends meet. It's not really fair to ask our doctors and nurses to put in these hours and not have any kind of family life. It's nurse retention for us at this point. We need the nurses here. The Premier did say, I think about a month ago, that we did have 1,000 nurses that were ready to go. So uh, we're we're questioning where those nurses are and when we can expect delivery of some nurses to help, um, you know, uh, take some of the strain off of our system. We're also, uh, you know, really looking forward to the uh, nurse practitioners uh, or the physician assistants might be able to start helping with this to take some of that pressure off so i I, have heard the talk and i've heard the right talk but now it's time to see some action to see if those will actually get pushed forward to help communities like myself and new denver and oliver and carameas that are constantly shut down all the time
0: so you're talking about like there needs to be more of, of these bonuses like these retention bonuses or these incentives that the government has been providing
1: I'm not sure I want to go that route. I don't think incentivization is the way we want to go because then that turns into a bidding war. I think what we need are the nurses that, if there's a thousand nurses, uh, it's like the kind of like the RCMP. They get told where they go and they put a certain amount of time in there and then they can, become, you know, then they can move on to another place. But I mean, the smaller interior communities need nurses, and uh, incentivizing that doesn't seem isn't going to help us because all that's going to end up happening is they're going to go to the bigger centres or centres that are closer to places like Kelowna or Penticton or. Surrey or Vancouver, they're not going to come to smaller communities. So I'm not a fan of incentivization. So I'm, I'm, I'm not really going to support that. I would just like to see enough nurses hired to start covering these shortfalls in the emergency rooms across the province.
0: So you think it would be better than if when you sign up to go to nursing school, just know you might be assigned to Nicola Valley Hospital for a year or two?
1: You bet. And there's no better place to be. It's beautiful here. And we offer all sorts of things. So yeah, it would be a beautiful and We'd be more than happy to have them. But um, yeah, I don't think incentivization is the way that we need to go because we simp- it simply won't fix the problem because we're not going to get the nurses we need.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for your time this morning. Oh, anytime. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. That's Michael Goetz. Uh, he is the Mayor of Merritt. Talking about their frustration and he understands that, yeah, okay, the provincial government, they say they want to do the right things, but that's still not helping them there. They are short nurses. They only have 44% of the nurses that they need to staff in their community. And as a result, they have had ongoing emergency room closures all year long. In fact, they've had 14 times this year where the ER has been closed, three just in the past month due to staffing shortages. So what he's saying now is if their merit's not getting the services that they are paying for, that they are going to withhold portions of their taxes to the provincial government, you know, until they get the services they are paying for. Now, I'm sure that's going to get the provincial government's attention. Question is, can they do anything fast enough to have an emergency? impact here. If you want to weigh in, simmy at cknw.com. Oh, we'll be hearing more about that story for sure. There'll be reaction to it. So there is more to come.